0: It came out of this whole concept of younger poets really saying, I got something to say.
1: From Steppenwolf Theater Company in Chicago, Illinois.
0: The starting point for Kale has always been like, who are you? You know, who's your people? Where are you from?
1: This is Half Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Half Hour. I'm Audrey Francis, and this week we've got a little something different up our sleeve. On this episode, we're featuring a local Chicago organization that's been doing incredible work all over the city for the past 25 years, Kumba Links. I sat down with Jacinda Bully and Darius Parker, two of the incredible artists and visionaries who helped make Kumba Links run, but before we get into that conversation, not a huge deal in parentheses, extra huge deal. I am here with Steppenwolf's Education Programs Coordinator, Ubi Shrestha, who's going to set the scene for the conversation. Hi, Ubi. Hi, Audrey. So excited to be here. So grateful to have you here. So for all the devotees of Half Hour, you might remember that Ubby joined us last season when we sat down with Story Catchers Theater.
2: And I'm sure ever since then you've been receiving and collecting all of my
1: fan mail. I've been drowning in it. It's like, It's like death by a thousand paper cuts. (laughs) Anyway, so, Abby, as you know, we've been trying to get this incredible organization on the show for a really long time. But for our listeners who might not be familiar, can you tell us, what is Kumba Links?
2: Well, in the conversation, Jacinda and Darius do a really great job talking about this. But Kumba Links is an organization that was founded in 1996 by three amazing women, Jaquanda Villegas, Leda, Lady Soul Garcia, and Jacinda Bully. For me, Kumba Links uses art as a tool and as a resource and specifically performance and poetry rooted in a pedagogy and a culture of hip hop to create a brave space for young people to be, uh, to be and to process and to understand the world around them and their relationship to it. Which is very harmonious to how we think about and how we create space for young people in Steppenwolf education. That
1: actually brings me to my next question. What is Steppenwolf's relationship with KL?
2: Okay, so Kumba Links or KL has had a history with Steppenwolf that actually precedes me. Their youth have performed work on our stages in different capacities. Um, Recently, Darius Parker, who is Kumba Link's director of operations and also someone who went through Kumba Link's as a youth, Darius and I have formed a strong friendship as we collectively think about the space we want to create for Chicago teens. We've had multiple collaborations where Kumba Link's youth and Steppenwolf's Young Adult Council have been able to share space have been able to watch shows together at Steppenwolf and have critical conversations around them. Kumba Link's youth have been brought to perform their beautiful and important works at events curated and moderated by the Young Adult Council. Mm-hmm. And recently, also, Kumba Links teens have joined our Loft Opening Committee, which is a group of teens who help advise and dream up how we engage our new loft space in the new building.
1: Which you're in right now.
2: And which is super exciting. But something that Darius and I have been working towards and dreaming up is collaborating on workshops that serve our respective teens together. How do we combine and lean on each other's pedagogies to create a space where our collective teens can bring themselves fully and learn not only from the facilitators, but more specifically from each other? I think Kumba Links and Step Ed share a similar value that our goal as the adults in the space is not to teach, but to create a space where learning happens and to provide resources and frameworks to help shepherd that.
1: I think that's my favorite part about this conversation was listening to the approach to education, because I know that not to date myself, but I wasn't educated that way. I was told what I needed to learn and how I needed to learn it and how my brain and soul needed to approach it. And what you're doing, the idea of, of inviting teens in to just be and learn from each other is an incredibly <laughs> inspiring perspective.
2: Same. Like, I, that resonates so deeply. And I, I feel like the thing that I really love about, you know, working in step Ed and working with Kumba Links is that it, it feels like something that I wish I had um, as a youth growing up as well. Um, So I'm just really excited to continue working with Kumba Links and and seeing what, what, what comes up, what happens.
1: Same. Should we listen to it?
2: Yes, let's do it. I'm so excited to share this conversation and so excited to share my love for Kumba Links. Welcome back, everyone. This is your half hour call. Please sign in if you've not already done so. This is half hour. The house is about
1: to open. Half hour, please. I'm just going to start off right off the bat with a question for Jacinda. Jacinda, can you tell me the one specific moment where you realized not only that Kumba links needed to exist, but that you were the person, one of the people who needed to bring it into the world?
0: I don't think I feel like I was the person that needed to bring it in the world. I think that I just happened to be... um, in a moment in my own life, where I was recognizing the need for a brave space, a collective of folks who um, shared the desire to have, you know, love be a constant, um, a collective of folks who were, you know, experimenting with with creative work, um, looking at personal story, knowing the importance of of um the struggle of, of 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 being involved in movement making, um and just growing up in hip hop, like and loving on hip hop in the ways that we were. Um so I think I just it was like right place, right time for myself where I was in my own life trajectory and then the community in which I found myself in at the time. I grew up in the late eighties, early nineties where hip hop was very underground, so we didn't listen to it on the radio in that way, but we had like basement parties and you know just sort of the party was the center of the the art and the culture making for graffiti writers there was bench black the you know black book uh Sundays where folks would you know meet at a at a writer's bench or there were you know Friday and Saturday night parties and that's sort of just where we built family and and developed um the culture of the principles that a lot of what KL is now founded on, right? Around peace, love, respect, knowledge.
1: It's so cool to hear that it was just an organic evolution. It sounded like it started happening in you and around you all at the same time. And then together, y'all collectively manifested this thing that Darius, you found at 15 years old. I've read that you talk about a moment where, when you came to Kumba Links on the first day, it completely shifted your framework of how you view the world. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: I've always known about Kumba Links as an organization. Um, they were housed right across the street from where I used to live, up in Uptown. Um, so me and my friends always knew about Kumba Links existing, right? But we were just so, <laughs> so not, um, Huh, what's the word I'm looking for here for us? I mean, we are just young, right? We really didn't understand um, the different things that existed in this world that affect us as young folks of color. We had no idea, right? And so I remember joking with my friends, like, we've never joined the Koma Like, all I do is talk about fighting the man and talk about racism. And we ain't joining that. Like, that's too much. Like, and it's so crazy that that was our, like, running joke. And then, like, now I'm in it. And it's like, it's a part of who I am and everything I've grown to be. Can both
1: of you tell me from your perspective, what is Kumba Links?
3: Kumba Links is a not-for-profit hip-hop arts and education organization which utilizes the elements of social justice, transformative and restorative justice, hip-hop, um, to create performance works that we then uh, tour across schools, universities, um, arts-making spaces, healing spaces, communal spaces, right? Having conversations from stage to audience about the different things that we are internalizing in this world, right? Thinking about systemic oppression, systematic racism, institutional racism, things like that affect our young folks They don't necessarily think about them. Especially me as a youth, right? A lot of things I hadn't thought about in this world. come say, hey, these are things that are happening. These are things that are affecting you. These are things that are affecting us. How do you feel? What do you think about these things, right? And I was like, I was like, well, I already think about it. I already think it, you know, I already think it exists. Oh, Darius, how <laughs> how blind you have been to this world, um, and really thinking about how I use my voice, and then um, becoming an alumni, becoming a part of leadership. How can I provide platforms that was provided for me, right? Um, As I talked to Abby and other folks over at Step Wolf, like when Links performed at Step Wolf, that was a huge highlight for me at seventeen. Like, I never would have thought of being able to perform at Steppenwolf. So I was like, how do we get us back with Steppenwolf? And so, like, me and Ubby have created this amazing friendship now. we really thinking about what collaboration looks like between orgs and providing space for our young folks together. Um, so, yeah, I, I went on a few tangents, but, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jacinda, do you have anything that you'd like to add? I mean, I know that there's there's so much that Kumbalinks Links does. To you today, what is Kumbalinks?
0: I mean, I think it's always been, uh, for me, the same. It looks different, like, as, you know, we evolve and grow. But I think at the core, what what anchors us, um, what's in our DNA, is this idea about collective imagination, um, asking the what if. So, like, interrogating the world that we live in, um, not always knowing what the answers are. And I think when I... Uh, listen to, to Darius talk about uh, as a youth being like, ah, that's, you know, we don't want to be messy with them. I think it's scary to ask questions because the truth is is that we don't have all of the answers and all of the solutions. And I think for young folks, I was, you know, Darius's age when we were uh, uh, imagining K. L., JaQuanda, and myself, and uh, and Lady Soul. So we were, you know, we were young, we were in our late teens as well. So asking questions can be scary. But I think at the root of when someone says, like, what is Kale? I think Kale is about, you know, um, fighting for, to, to, uh, to reclaim our DNA joy, right? What I mean by that is to not always stay in a pain narrative, but to learn how to move through that, right? And so reclaiming the joy that that is inherently ours, right? It's about reclaiming our sovereign selves, right? It's about um, acknowledging our relationship with this land and the people that that currently inhabit the land. Like those are principles that have always been there. It's and it's about asking questions. It's you know, it's like the little shorty that's like, why, 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 but why, but why, but why? (laughs) That's that's us, right? And and not necessarily having all of the answers, but not also not being afraid to try new things, to fail, and to try something else. And it's crazy because I'm saying all of that, and there's no mention of creativity, there's no mention of. Of that, of uh, you know, art making, of of skill acquisition, of like all of the things. But another piece that kind of anchors us is that we know we are creative. We are inherently creative, right? Because what is creativity? It's so much more than I'm gonna produce this play, or I'm or I'm developing this character, or I'm gonna I have this you know DJ mix. Or it's an expression of the the essential questions that that lie within each of us, right? That's what our art for me is, right? And that's what hip hop is. Hip hop is about exploring that, about experiencing that, about sharing that, about fighting for that, about challenging that. And so it just so happens that hip hop birthed out of a, a marginalized folks experience is going to tackle some of those Deeper pieces that Darius talked about. So when he's the shorty across the street, like who's this crew that's talking about this big word gentrification? Well, we're talking about that because we're experiencing that. It's a it's a lived moment for us. So we talk about you know when we met Darius, we were doing a lot of like prison work in juvenile detention centers, or just work around you know young uh, folks being incarcerated or the three strikes law. Well, quite honestly, I'm one of the founders. And just to be fully transparent, I had a, my son, my first son's father was incarcerated. So I was dealing with that firsthand. So those were, you know, or living in uptown, you can't help but talk about gentrification, right? Because we've experienced that for 20 years. So, the, so I'm saying all that to say, what is KL? It's just an expression of like the lived experience, right? Of the moment in time. It's so beautiful to hear you both talk about
1: it because- it's such a holistic and comprehensive approach to empowering the youth, whether they become artists or not, right? You talk about healing as a part of that practice. Can you tell me more about how healing fits into your work?
3: Absolutely. I think that um, when I was first joining Kumbalinks, um, I was uncertain about my sexuality. Um, I hadn't defined or even had like a mentor to help me through figuring out my own queerness. And so I think that, I know that Kumaliks provided space for me to navigate, to grow in my own queerness, right? They let me be who I wanted to be at any point in time. I never felt judged. I never felt like I couldn't be as flamboyant or as loud or as, you know, like they always nurtured that part of me and full transparency. It, that didn't happen at home. And so I think that that's why I've gravitated so close to the organization, gravitated so close to Jacinda and Jaquanda and Layla, because they provided space for me to just be. You're going to learn. You're going to think critically. You, you, you'll get your buddy here and make some art. <laughs> but really uncovering those parts of yourself, your shadow self, right, who yeah. you're oftentimes afraid to be, only comfortable being when it's just you. Right. They challenged me to think about that. And it wasn't even intentional. It wasn't like a you got to be if, if, if you're thinking about being queer, you need to be queer. Right. It wasn't even that. It was just like Darius, come be your fullest, authentic and truest self. And that's what always resonated in my mind. Who is my truest and most authentic Darius? How am I showing up? Ask him. What am I doing to nurture him? And I really have to credit Links for offering me space to be confident in that. Right to be to be proud of my blackness and my queerness and my masculinity and my femininity and in the intersections of all of them because they all could be celebrated at the exact same time and society wants us to think that they cannot and that's why I go as hard as I do because I need black boys like me um, who feel similar to me or even black girls like non-identified folks bi- non-binary folks who feel like they can't be their truest queer self I'm doing it this one looks like on me. And if you, if you rocking with me, then you can, you can be just as fierce. You can be just as bad, you know, you can be just as amazing as you want to be. You decide.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I want to ask, um, how have the last two years or year and a half or 18 months changed Kumba links or pivoted it in a way that maybe either of you didn't expect?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I- I'm I'm not a online type person. Like I I've really struggled with accepting Zoom and and all this kind of world that we're living in. But um, I think that it's I don't I, I I sometimes I feel like I've been able to see some more authenticness because we're like in our home. So so yeah, there's you can rock that Tierra more. You know what I'm saying? You can beat that phase more in virtual world whereas i think some so some folks i think have found a freedom in the on in being online right have found a freedom in like i can go visit my mama and still do such and such or i think for me though creating art has been challenging um so it's been trying like i still like i see some folks have like really moved right and for me i'm like i don't really i just the human contact the touch is like so critical for me i'm just but i'm a really touchy person so that could just be something <laughs> individual but i think in general kale is all about hugs and giving dap and so so yeah right um so i think that you know i think some people are struggling and some people are, are good with it um in terms of the uprisings that you know took place um you know i I i don't know how much KL shifted in that because we've always been conscious of the need to uprise, right? But Jaquanda and myself both come from families who centered black liberation and talked about movement building, you know, in that way and were involved in movement building um, in Chicago specifically. So um, that didn't feel new. I think it was beautiful to witness young folks. Um, retake that power in whatever ways they chose to express it during the uprising. So, I think that shifted a little bit. Um, the urgency for a lot of folks, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, a lot of our like, just gonna say, like, the work isn't new to Kumbalinks. Um, and so as youth were starting to lead the protests, right, in resisting what was going on in our city, um, organizations like Good Kids Mass City. Sada's so Daughters, Let Us Breathe, right? A lot of folks, our organizations have built community and family with, right? And so to see our youth out there with them, like, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, we're talking about it, now we're going to be about it. And so for me, that was really a, a huge highlight to me, uh, finding that joy, right, in, in, the, in the darkness and in, in, in everything that was going on, like, that brought a lot of joy to my heart because I'm like, our youth get it. They get it. Now, while the grown folks can't get it, that's another conversation for another <laughs> podcast. But our youth, for sure, collectively in Chicago, get it. Right. So, for me, looking at that, okay, how can we continue to provide space for our youth to feel confident and empowered to resist in the wind, which they have?
1: Wow. So, the half hour podcast actually stemmed from this curiosity about each artist's moment before they begin to create. So Darius, what is your ideal way to start your art-making process? What would your half hour be?
3: So I would get together with my folks and really think about the our blessings, right? I feel like when, I, when we first got to the pandemic, I also talked about like, I woke up every day, like it was thankful, like, oh my God, I woke up. And I, I would want to create some art around like, seeking a tomorrow like we made it to tomorrow what are we going to do with this day how are we going to make this day as beautiful and as fruitful as we possibly can i would want that to look um a certain way through movement a certain way through poetry um in a certain way as like ensemble like i'm big on ensemble work and so i would want it um to be that right like accounting a our joy type of creative uh, I, I might be on some
1: and jacinda what about you
0: yeah, I'm probably that typical, because I love, fleas. I love ensemble work, but I always want to have direction from, you know, from my creator, right? And so my, my half hour before the chaos of the beautiful chaos, right, um, is always like, let me just ask for guidance, right? Guidance, let me ask for, you know, those ancestors invested in our most, you know, awesome selves to be present to guide to ask our creator to you know keep us you know everything good and the way that we we're, we're meant to show up to this world so i just it's going to be in prayer it's going to be in ritual it's going to be in giving in gratitude
2: all right everyone 15 minutes 15 minutes please to the top of the show 15 minutes
1: can we talk about the links?
3: Oh The links. Yes. Great question. Go ahead, Jacinda. Well, first of all,
0: my love is Chicago summer. So I don't go on trips and vacations like everybody does in the summer. I try not to because I love our city in the summer. It's just, I love the weather. I don't care. I just will walk the block. So when summer comes, you know, I think my imagination like really just kicks in and I start thinking about what ifs. Um... And, you know, over the um, the time that we were, have been in this, through, in this pandemic, a lot of young folks have really come up with like, you know, their own things, right? Like they've discovered a different artistry about themselves. Like, you know, they've taken on some new art form where they're, you know, now they've created a business where they're, you know, they're now a fashion designer or they're, you know, mixing CMOS and thinking about health and wellness, right? And so... They oftentimes, they were, they were pushing so hard for KL to have like pop-up space during the pandemic. And we would be like, yo, we can't do that, y'all. <laughs> like, We can't be in our tiny little, you know, we have a, a, um, a healing space in Uptown that opened literally like two weeks before pandemic kicked in. We had just opened up our healing art space or just we had just gotten the lease for it to, to open it. Um, so they were, like, pushing. They wanted to use it. And, you know, we kept having to say no. So when the summer came, we were like, got it. We about to make a pop-up spot for all of y'all entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. um, so the Lynx is a pop-up space that is open Thursdays and Fridays. And it is really it is just a cool-out oasis, right? It's really just about coming. We got a beautiful meditation garden um, with with medicines in it right we got um you know echinacea sage um we got sh- herbs for for teas so we're gonna we're working towards a, a collect uh, collecting teas at the end that we'll use in the winter in our um, healing art space so uh, we got murals we have these two repurposed shipping containers where you can come and shop and it's all um youth work Um, 100% of what is made goes back to those young folks. Um, So we really just provided a a boutique for them to sell their goods in. We have open mics on Thursday. And then on Friday, we do Hip Hop Theater Fest performances. We have a, a really cool lineup. But yes, mostly what I love about The Links is that it's just, there's no expectation. It's like, imagine you just get to come to this space. You can jump rope, you can roller skate, you could shoot ball. We have this really dope basketball court that we built, Um, and this artist um, B. Rael painted painted it. It's so fly. Um, You could so you know what I'm saying. You could just come. You could shoot ball. You could chill in a rocking chair. We have all these beautiful red, black, and green.
3: Jacinda makes some good smoothies every Friday. Amazing.
0: Yeah. So I mean, we just yeah, it's just like relax, right? Like Darius said. KL gave him this experience of it's okay to just be your most best authentic self and this space is really about like just being like flow with it you know just come and do you if you want to turn up at an open mic and and we have live DJs do that if you want to get on the floor and like break or footwork or whatever do it. If you want to sit in that rocking chair in the corner and smell the, you know, the thyme and the rosemary, (laughs) do you like, there's no expectation, right? It's minimal work. It's like, let's set up and now let's just be here. Amazing. And I absolutely want to come see you.
1: Last thing. Is there anything that I missed that you want to make sure we get in here of anything that you have coming up or anything that you want to make sure we, we get in there?
3: Yes. So I did want to talk a little bit about um, Kumba Links um, and our partnership with Uplift Community High School um, through the Sustainable Community Schools Initiative. So what that looks like is that Kumba Links directly is able to create programming events strictly for our community uptown, strictly for our Uplift students, and to really think about what education looks like, right? Um, I like to think that we add the limit paper seasoning to what CPS has going on, right? How can we make this be intentional. How can we reimagine testing? How can we reimagine homework through a Kumbalinks hip hop lens? But we also didn't talk about half pints. Jay, you want to talk about half pints?
0: Yeah. Oh man, so exciting! It's just you know, it came out of this whole concept of younger poets really saying, "I got something to say." The starting point for Kale has always been like, "Who you? Who are you? You know, who's your people? You know what?" Where are you from? Like what are the things that think that you think about? Where are your where do your investments in this world lie? And so our thinking with Half Pines was if we start this conversation and this dialogue at an earlier age with fourth and fifth graders, sometimes second and third graders, imagine a second, third, fourth, and fifth grader that is used to a proxy of constantly interrogating and asking about who they are and wanting to know the stories, their origin stories and their birth stories. And and that becomes a, a normative practice, right? You're constantly engaging with your community and your peoples, your family, your friends in this way. Imagine the kind of writer you would be you, when you hit high school and you hit college, the kind of thinker you would be, the kind of active person you would be, the way that you would activate the the land that you live on, the, the communities that you thrive in. So our, the whole idea of Half Pints was really like cultivating space for a younger uh, group of, fo- of uh, folks of citizens to be able to start to have these conversations early on and to guide them through performance and play and through writing and storytelling. And so Half-Pint Poetics is for young folks between the ages of eight and um, 14, uh, sometimes younger, like I said, to just really dig in to who they are and where they're from and to turn that into performance work that is is shared in a slam-like environment. A half Pints
1: is, sounds so cool. And, and, and to think that you're engaging with these kids at this age before we can say, oh, I can't do that. You're catching them before that moment where we think that we, where it's not cool or anything like that. Are you following um, an outline of a curriculum that you all created? Or are you... How, how are you doing that? How are you teaching them?
0: Um, so, so Half Pints... Whoever is like the facilitator, for sure, they're, they're going to create, you know, just for the sake of if, if they're a re- they're doing a residency in a school, they're going to create a curriculum. But we don't have a specific, like, this is the only one. We don't, in Kale we don't necessarily buy into that concept of, here's a curriculum book. Now, you can teach it because we truly do believe that curriculum, yes, we can have a template, and outline. We can share resources, right? We can say, hey, have you ever read this or have you seen this or... Let me turn you on to this writer this poet or this movie but those are at the end of the day just a bunch of resources and the way you engage and interact with them is going to be based a lot off of the way in which you engage and interact with the world right and where and and what you've experienced right and so we never do not want to take that into account so we're never just handing over a workbook like boom if we hand over some kind of workbook it's just to say hey Here's some resources, here's some ideas, but do you? Because we definitely think anyone who's facilitating space, the only way you can do that is, be, is really by being authentically who you are and facilitating that space in that way and making room for those in that space to be authentically themselves. Five minutes, please. Five minutes to the top of the show.
1: Five minutes. Are you all ready for the lightning round? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Darius, what animal do you most identify with? A wolf. Jacinda. <laughs> A peacock. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll start with Darius. Who are some artists that are giving you inspiration right now?
3: Artists who are giving me inspiration right now, Jasmine Manns, Lizzo. Um. Okay. That's great. It.
0: Yeah, Jacinda.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: Okay, this is going to sound real funny, so don't laugh at me, y'all. But I have a 15-year-old, and I'm all about little dirt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what? We have never talked about that.
0: I know. It just really happened because, you know, I moved from the north side where I used to walk a lot to now staying out west where I have to drive a lot. And so we're in the car a lot. And I'm like, go ahead, play whatever you want. Let me see what you, you know, what your life is about. And I'm like, thinking a little, nah. And I'm like, okay.
1: This is really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jacinda, what do you daydream about?
0: Oh, um. I daydream about, man, swimming in the ocean. Darius.
3: I think dreaming about my future husband and what he going to talk like, what's his career going to be, if my family, if Jacinda's going to like him. Like, I think about that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Darius, if you had a superpower, what would it be?
3: It would be to move things with my mind.
1: Jacinda? Move myself wherever I need to be. Jacinda, what's one thing you do every day? Pray.
0: Darius? Brush my teeth. Yes, that's how you're going to get a good man.
1: (laughs) Darius, what's your favorite place to unwind in Chicago?
3: My favorite place to unwind in Chicago. I'm going to say Lalo's by UIC in their karaoke night. (laughs)
0: You have never invited me to that. I would be so into that. Let's go. I'm going. You know I like chips and guac.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I love chips and guac. Uh, Jacinda, what is your favorite place to unwind
3: in
0: Chicago? Um, I love the lake, but any block that I could just walk
3: in. I was just going to say outside. She likes outside.
0: Okay, Jacinda, what is
1: your most prized possession?
0: Oh. Darius, you go if you have one. I got to think about that. Oh, I got it. Um, I was doing a silent fast, so I wasn't talking for 24 hours. I was, like, out in Cali, blah, 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 long story short. You get it. I was out there trying mm-hmm. to get right with myself and the creator. And I looked down while I was on this, like, hype-type thing, and I found this beautiful gold pendant for a necklace, a charm. That was in i'm muslim and it was in arabic and it said god whoa whoa that's awesome
1: okay darius
3: well wow, i cannot top that <laughs> um i'm gonna say my prized possession is my my apartment it's it i just got it it, w- it was hard leaving my mother um so yeah i'll say that it's that <laughs>
2: All right, everyone, this is your Places Call. Places, please, for the top of the show. Have a wonderful show tonight. Places, please, places.
1: I hope that conversation sits with you as long as it has with me. I just keep thinking about it, and I can't say thank you enough to our guests this week, Jacinda Bully and Darius Parker of Kumba Links. And thank you for listening to this episode of Half Hour, brought to you by Steppenwolf Theatre Company. Half Hour is produced by Patrick Zockham, mixed and edited by Matthew Chapman. The theme music for Half Hour is by Rob Milburn and Michael Bodeen. The voice of this episode's stage manager was Michelle Medvin. And special thanks to Abhi Shrestha, Asada Lewis, Anna Denoya, Aaron Cook, Joel Mormon, Madeline Long, Christopher Huiser, Kirsten Adams, and all the folks at Steppenwolf. You can learn more about Kumba Links on their website, kumbalinks.com, and on Instagram or Facebook. Till next time, a lifetime to engage, half hour to places.